Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. The pandemic isn't officially over yet. That's according to the Biden administration, who is extending the COVID-19 public health emergency declaration for another 90 days. This means measures like high payments to hospitals and expanded Medicaid will continue for the time being. Health Secretary Javier Becerra announced the extension on Thursday. This is despite President Biden saying in an interview last month that, quote, the pandemic is over. Biden has asked Congress for $22 billion more in funding to prepare for a potential case surge this fall and winter. The Trump administration first declared the emergency in January 2020. It has been extended every 90 days since then. So how long will the Biden administration keep the COVID-19 emergency in place? A slew of recent studies cast doubt over the effectiveness over the COVID-19 vaccines. We sat down with Dr. Robert Malone, physician and biochemist, who was the original inventor of mRNA and DNA vaccines. Dr. Robert Malone, thank you so much for taking some time for us. Always a pleasure to do anything I can for Epoch Time. Well, we greatly appreciate that. Doctor, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Florida Surgeon General uh, recently advising against the COVID vaccine for men in certain uh, age groups. Uh, Were you surprised by this? Not at all. The um, data on, and I I commented on this in public, I wrote a substack about it. I actually spoke to Joe for about 45 minutes before I wrote the substack and did another um, broadcast interview on the topic a couple of days ago. Uh, I think that you have to uh, put his study, the the Florida study that you're speaking of, into the context of what we already know about myocarditis in the young male adult. And this is a story that has really a rich literature that goes back to even early in the outbreak when they started deploying this in troops, uh, the mandates for the vaccines. There was a study out from uh, Armed Forces researcher that demonstrated the incidence, high incidence of myocarditis in young male recruits. Um, or, or war fighters. So, so the, as I said before, uh, the Florida study fits within what's really the preponderance of evidence. And it's just another added uh, document, another added study. It's not really outside of the mainstream at all. What's, of course, bizarre is the gross overreaction of the corporate media um, because Joe has made a clear and unequivocal statement, but that's his style and the style of his boss. He's really been empowered by Ron DeSantis. And uh, I could tell you the story of the curtain call on COVID-19, which was uh, the moment in which he made the statement uh, way ahead of the rest of the nation that we shouldn't be using these uh, polynucleotide vaccines on children. Doctor, if I could ask you, uh, with that in mind, the fact that it does take time for uh, the results to come in, if you will, is there anything that you've been keeping your eye on? I'm sure your your, your fingers are on the pulse of all of the data. Um, Anything that people should be aware of, in your opinion? We now have had this amazing disclosure by a Pfizer second-tier executive uh, who was confronted in the European Parliament 
about whether or not they actually ever had any data that the vaccines were going to be effective in preventing spread. And she acknowledged that they didn't. They had no data. And so all of the mandates, lockdowns, and the associated damage was based on, I don't know, a speculation, uh, as Deborah Burke says, hope <laughs> that the vaccines were going to be effective in stopping spread. And, and what we've now seen is they don't. The data are now out from all over the world that the vaccines are not, just as I said in the Washington Memorial Steps, they are not preventing people from being infected. They're not preventing replication of the virus. They're not preventing spread. And now it's becoming increasingly clear with Omicron they aren't protecting against disease or death. And much of the data suggests that the highly inoculated are actually at higher risk for hospitalization and death. So all those stories that we were told, that were mainstreamed in the press, that were, um, you know, we now have the documentation that the U.S. government was paying people to ridicule those that were raising concerns, um, paid over a billion dollars for actors and musicians and others to uh, influencers to promote vaccination. Um, Yale University did a study of over 4,000 human subjects to refine the messaging on how to get people to take the jab uh, and influence others to take the jab. Um, and uh, all of this was based on hope. Uh, that's not a basis for making public health policy, shutting down the country, destroying lives, destroying small businesses, destroying the economy. There has to be some accounting for this. Dr. Robert Malone, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for giving me a chance to, uh, to speak my mind. President Biden's new national security plan released earlier this week, acknowledging that China intends to reshape the international order. The Chinese communist regime has been plotting a global takeover since it took power in China in 1949. A new documentary by the Epoch Times outlines how the Chinese regime has carefully positioned itself for decades and now poses the biggest existential threat to the United States. Here's a look. When you're losing a war and you don't even know you're in it, it's hard to get worse than that. We have to become comfortable with the term warfare under our own roofs in our companies. Confronting the CCP is the final war. They have been systematically working since the day they took power in China to confront their number one enemy, the American government. I thought it was a joke. I never thought it could become true. It is terrible. Audience members viewed the screening last night at the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C. Attendees told us that the film efficiently presented the complex topic and that it is crucial for mainstream America to learn about it. 
I think this documentary that the Epic Times did should be in every single schoolroom. It should be civics for the children of this country to know exactly what we're dealing with. More enlightened now in terms of how CCP is uh, uh, fighting a war so surreptitiously and uh, so patiently. But when I see this, uh, it's basically slowly crippling down American economy, American power uh, uh, from underneath. So we definitely, all, everyone, both on the Democrat side and Republican side, should unite to work uh, to keep America strong. The documentary will be available this November. You can find it on theepochtimes.com and on ntd.com. And last night at the screening of The Final War, we had a chance to speak with China expert and CEO of Black Ops Partners, Casey Fleming. Fleming, who was in the film, says the U.S. is and has been in an actual hybrid war with the Chinese Communist Party. He shared with us the importance of this film. Uh, the key takeaways is that, uh, that uh, it's been going on for years uh, since uh, the CCP came into power. And the key takeaway is that every American really should take a look at this, uh, at this documentary. It's, it's educational. It's in a, a short enough uh, package. Uh, it, it goes long, but it goes short enough. But every American needs to see this. This is, this is world history that's not being taught, but it's also world history that's happening today. This is on in every American's living room. It's in every American's school, and it's happening on our watch, and it calls to action every American and everyone in the free world. It's, it's uh, the CCP against the free world for full, for full takeover. It's not a war with guns, bombs, planes, and troops and uniforms. It's a war that's in our living room, in our schools, in our companies, everything that we have to do business with. So, it, it, you know, it, let me drink, bring it even further home for you. Fentanyl comes from Wuhan, China. The, the, the largest illicit manufacturer of fentanyl is Wuhan, China, and they ship it to the western coast of Mexico called Michoacan, and they engage money laundering as well as distribution networks of those six Mexican drug cartels to get distribution through North America and eventually to Europe. So that's fentanyl. Now it's colored fentanyl to even go after our younger children. Uh, the other thing is TikTok. So you say, well, how's it happening? What's going on? TikTok is a weaponized military application in the hands of our children. So uh, that's what sh the people need to gather from this. This is the story behind the story. You want to hear about TikTok? You want to hear about fentanyl? This is the story behind the story. Everybody knows over the past couple of years, something's not right. Something is not, it's something's uh, shaky afoot, but nobody will tell us what the story is, what's really going on. We're, you know, who's pulling the strings here? Because we know we're not, you know, we as Americans are not pulling the strings. This documentary describes every bit of that. So you touched upon multiple uh, areas where the CCP seems to try to subvert uh, the United States, and it all seems to boil down to the fact that we're an open society and that they're able to do that. The China's closed off. Is there a way that our intelligence agencies or um, other democracies can counter this? There is. Through being organized, uh, we can out 
uh, innovate China very easily, but not when they're stealing our intellectual property every time we turn around. So it's going to take a, uh, a massive educational effort. The, again, this documentary does a fantastic job of getting everybody on the same page as far as what that threat is. Um, but organization, pulling everybody together, what uh, you want, my personal opinion, I think the world is going back to World War II all over again. And you're going to see a decoupling. You're actually seeing China decoupling now and taking more of a war footing. They're decoupling from the rest of the world. They used Ukraine and Russia war as a, as a trial balloon and what the world was going to do to react to that type of a war and what sanctions to protect, protect themselves from. So uh, by being organized and uh, defending our values that we hold very, very our values and our freedoms that we hold very dearly. What would you say, um, or, or what would you like to see from the current administration in terms of taking uh, harsher steps in dealing with the Chinese Communist Party? My wish list for the current administration: uh, go after all foreign investment and foreign. Uh, uh, anything that we have to do from the United States and the free world, any kind of uh, foreign influence whatsoever should not be tolerated. We should have national security laws protecting that, as well as selling uh, information from uh, individuals, your privacy. Uh, there are all types of big data type of things that our laws have not caught up with uh, from a technology perspective. So, uh, People need to understand that uh, your information is your privacy. It's your information, and you should not just have to turn it away and turn it turn it over to a big tech company who in turn sells it to, to the Chinese Communist Party to be weaponized against you now and at a later date. Casey Fleming, thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.